702. Masterclass. Our masterclass for today is on AI and humanoid robots. And I'm wondering if you are a person who is extremely intimidated by all of this. If you are worried about all of this or you are quite intrigued and maybe it's a space you work in. But share your experiences with us. Give us a call and also uh, the questions that you may have. 011-3702 and the WhatsApp line 072-702-1702. Abdul, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, thank you so much for having me. I would love to kick off by finding out about your background and how you actually ended up in this space. Well, I'm from Sierra Leone. Yes. I've been in South Africa for like 10 years now. Um, I was 13 years old when I fell in love with technology. I remember having my first computer. Um, this was actually an interesting moment for me, honestly speaking, um, because I came from Sierra Leone. We just had a decade of civil war. Mm. And my country was like one of the darkest cities in the world by then. Yes. And as a kid, and then my, my grandmother got me a computer. Um, she was coming back from United States and then they gave me this computer and I started using it mm. and then internet just got introduced in my country and I started Googling about stuff and then by then it wasn't even Google, it was Bing. Yes. Yeah. So that oh my it. gosh, I nearly <laughs> forgot about Bing. The way, the way Google became so big, we yeah. forgot about all the all others. All of the yes. things. So that was the first search engine and then it was Yahoo then. Yes. And then I started going to a W3C school and then I started learning about coding and technology. And, but the first thing I started building first was, uh, the, the DOS attack. So I'll build, um, viruses and I'll put it on people's computer. And then I'll just insert it there and then their computers will go off. And I was just playing. So they're completely. What? You were putting viruses? I love how you can just, you're like, I was just putting viruses in people's computers. But, but maybe help us understand why that was a critical part of your journey. Were you putting viruses in people's computers so that you could solve it and I, learn how to fix it? Um, well, really, that wasn't the case. And the problem then was it was expensive. Yes. To use internet at home. And it was like only yes. dollars and there was a lot of money. So I'll go to the internet cafes and then this guy, they were not that close up with technology by then. I was yes. very young. So for me to have more time and I'll put a virus on this one computer, I thought, Hey, give me time. Yeah, I'll solve that yes. problem. So I'll buy time. And then from there we start banking schools with my friends. Yes. And then we'll leave early and then we'll go to the internet cafes and then we use their computers for free. And then they said, okay, you know what? Let him use the computer because he can fix it in case we have an issue. And then I'll create a problem and solve the problem. So that's how antivirus comes about. So the people that are actually selling the antivirus software is they creating the viruses for us. So so more or less, that was a business model of me getting a computer time. And I think, I, I love that it almost is like creating a little business for yourself. Give people problems that only you, you can, can solve. solve. Exactly. So, <laughs> and so then you would charge mean. them for it and charge them for but it. I was young, I wasn't charging them, so I was just getting free computer time. Yes, yes. Okay. So if we are, um, I, I want us to just quickly explain what AI is and then also explain what a humanoid robot is. I um in my view and then there is nothing artificial at about about artificial intelligence. AI is made by human and ultimately to impact human lives and our society. Yes. So I think there's a misconception of people worried about our, what AI gonna do to us as humans and then people are worried about AI gonna take in out their jobs. Because they watched Will Smith in iRobot. That's so, why <laughs> 
Because the robots turned on people. So, uh, people need to understand. That's Hollywood, that's movie. They're selling content. It's yes. totally different from real life situations. You cannot tell me because of what robot did in Terminator is going to happen. Yes. In real life. So that's a misconception. So people are getting it all wrong about it. So AI is like, we, we, we are in the fourth industrial revolutions now. And then we have seen like first world countries are moving tremendously towards that path. And then compared to third world and then underdeveloped countries. So we look at, um, the first industrial revolution. The first industrial revolution is where we have the textile industry. They're moving from sewing clothes with their hands and they're moving to machinery stuff. Yes. And then we move to the second industrial revolution, which was the computer age began to come. And then we now on the third, in, um, industrial revolution moving to the fourth which with the 21st century mm -hmm. so from 19 to 20 centuries when the computer actually started evolving and civilizing so we got like the likes of facebook and then yahoo mm -hmm. got more improved so now we're moving to the 21st century fourth industrial revolution of technology so in this phase where we are currently we got like um, where a lot of things are going to be automated. Mm. So it's going to be less human involvement and more machines and then 10 times the productivity that we're getting currently. Mm. So let's say you're going to co-host and then someone is sick. We look like what COVID did to us. Mm. If we had more machines and more automation and we had actually prepared for the fourth industrial revolutions and a lot of things that uh, the economy that got crashed in Africa, the things that happened, it would not have affected us tremendously as it did. So like, let's look like things were moving uh, swiftly in South Africa before COVID impacted us in 2020. 2019 was good. Everyone was looking towards 2020, what mm. they're going to do. But how many business got shut down because of less mm. human interactions and compared to if we had robots. Yes. I remember experiencing robot, robots serving me in India in 2019. I remember doing a testing for that. If we would have had all of that prepared for the fourth industrial revolution and we have machines involvement with humans, I think COVID will not have done so much bad as it did to us in 2020 and then 2021. But we are aware, of course, that the concern is legitimate in terms of the human um, aspect of it all. The concern of, you know, for example, you speak about COVID wouldn't have been as bad if certain things were in place prior. But some people might feel like, yeah, but if all those things were in place prior, our unemployment may have been higher because their jobs were taken up by robots and machines. Even though from my understanding of what you're saying, I think what you're saying is the whole, the whole entire system needs to shift and adapt and move, move forward so that the economy is not collapsing. Certain things will continue. But maybe you can quickly address the concern around the taking of jobs and people not being prepared for this fourth industrial revolution. I think that's where we're getting wrong. I think it's a misinformation. Okay, let's say when we were getting into the second industrial revolution in automobile when cars were getting introduced and then people stopped using horses mm. and then we didn't say that people are going to lose job because of that mm. and then what happened it fast tracked and then you can from Durban to Joburg at six hours mm. imagine if you were using a horse from Durban to Joburg how many days <laughs> That's a very good example. So fine. So what happened? It turns so, out the so, economy was in a better yeah, way. So instead of now, back then, you may have need somebody to to ride the horse for the carriage. Now it's a pilot. It's a pilot. So we all, okay. So oh, that is such a good example. So it's 45 minutes if I have to fly from <laughs> Durban to Johannesburg. So <laughs> it changed the entire narrative yes. of how things were moving back yes. then to now. Yes. So... I can travel from Durban to Joburg. I have, I have offices in both cities. Yes. I have like African School of Technology in Johannesburg yes. and in Durban. So I can actually move from Joburg 
to Durban. Yes. In a day. And I'll have a successful meeting and I'll fly back yes. to Johannesburg. And things will run smoothly. But imagine if I have to use a horse, what will have happened? Mm. Let's take a quick break. We'll take all your questions. O double one double eight three oh seven oh two in the WhatsApp line O seven two seven oh two one seven oh two. Seven oh two. Masterclass. On our masterclass for today, we are having such a big conversation. We are talking AI and humanoid robots. The first African-built humanoid is in studio with us today. And you might be thinking, how, but haven't these things been happening for if this one was fully built in South Africa? And the chief software engineer and director and founder of Africa School of Technology, Abdul Malik Tejan C. Jr. is with us in studio. We'll take your calls on 11 in the WhatsApp line 072-702-1702. Now, Abdul, before we talk to the humanoid, can you quickly share with us where it is in terms of its stage of progress of where you'd like it to be? So when we started the robot sometime last year, um, we were able to achieve functionality to like um, being able to talk, answering questions. Mm. And then we look over the last six months into a year now since it was first introduced and the version two. And then our technology has tremendously, especially AI, mm. has improved in the continent and in the world as mm. in general. So we have able to add like, I believe you have had, you have used ChatGPT, and yes. it's a powerful AI tool. We got like bad. We got when are they updating <clears> that thing? It keeps telling me the latest information is September 2021. Oh, we now we're using version four of ChatGPT tool, and then but it's a paid version, so it's like about twenty dollars a month, and then which is that is that up to 2023 information? Yeah, it helps okay. our latest. Yeah, so it's a version four, which is yes. a paid. It's it's compared to the version three, which was um, 3.4, which was launched last year in November. Mm. So, mm. yeah, so the um, version four is quite good. And then, so what we're doing now, people are integrating, <coughs> excuse me, people are integrating that to um, technology, especially AI tools for to give out latest information and all of that. So we got that already integrated to our robot. And then um, we have already had um, some sort of human kind of look because when it first came out, it was like robot, robot, robot. Yes. And then it was like the Terminator kind of robot. Because like I said, I was just building it for fun. And yes. I didn't know that I'm building such thing going to have such a huge pressure on my shoulder. Like it's yes. the first humanoid robot. So now... Um, I mean, then people don't understand that. Yeah, it's a fast African humanoid built humanoid robot, but also I have all the tools to make it look like the rest yes, of the world. And there are yeah. challenges, and then the things that I have to wait for three, four months. Like there are certain boards you're gonna buy from overseas. It's not like you're buying it from Marco. You can just drive your job in your car. Hey, <laughs> when I hey, this is not working. Changes. Yes. You have to wait again. You have to write emails upon emails. You have to ask them questions. Yes. And then yeah. So, but we're improving it in a way that um currently building our own um boards yes. and then yeah and then we're trying to teach more people i think the, the only thing we lack is resources yes. we have the knowledge whether yes. we have the opportunity to generate all these resources and then for us to turn into a more bigger goal for the continent so i mean we are going to share the visuals on our socials at radio 702 and you can find us as well on instagram and we're on tiktok so be aware abdul abdul's not like 100 percent happy yet with the humanoid Features in terms of how he looks. I'm not happy about him at all. Because he looks a little bit scary. I'm just sensitizing everybody. Scary. Actually, it doesn't even fit to show for the continent. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. The only thing I can tell you here, 
as like we have the coding skills, so which yes. is the most important thing. We just need the resources. We need the money to be put into this so that if we you need, need something, you're not waiting two months because you want to get it to the level where it starts to look fully like a human and and as in as human like as possible, exactly. which requires certain things. But before we chat to the humanoid, we've got Deboha who's got quite an interesting question. Deboha from Santon, go ahead. Hi, Good afternoon. Uh, is it Abdul? Y- yes. yes. No, thank you. Uh, interesting discussion. No, as you I'm um, driving and you, I'm listening to the conversation, I'm just thinking, um, whilst it's well and good to be excited about technology, but I'm thinking uh, with us as Africa, very well known for the Ubuntu concept, um, you know, technology can have its own beautiful advantages, but it also can have its negatives also, uh, where it dissipates jobs. And I know when people, when we talk like that, people think, no, but, you know, we've, we are moving this direction anyway. Yes, yeah, I think that's the revolution is all well and good. But we ought to, when it comes to policy making in the continent, we must consider ourselves as unique uh, from the world and make sure that we don't uh, do things like Europe does or the U.S. does. Otherwise, we'll be in trouble. All right. So so um, the, the the question then for Abdul is then around the policy. Policy. Policy yes. yes. How involved are these uh, Abdul and, and co- colleagues and company uh, mm. and, uh, in, in the policy-making issues uh, in technology? Because of, I feel like uh, Europe and the U.S. through the WEF just throws things at us and we must just uh, go with it. Okay, uh, okay. I, now, I think that's a super valid question, Abdul. So um, what do you think about the policy-making around technology in Africa? And maybe you aren't the right person to ask because you're always going to be on the side of the advancement of technology but there will always be concerns around what do you do with that great power and the responsibility that you need to take for it we have to understand technology science is based Mm. on research and then the more people like do the research on tech and then be more innovators like where we are and then the more regulation comes into place so that way, if you look at tech, you have to update your technology hardware all the time. Like you call the triple IEE. That way you look like Facebook gives you Facebook updates all the time. That way you have policymakers in the EU and the United States that we all like the Mark Zuckerberg, the Bill Gates, accountable about their social media platforms. So yes. like, why is that? Why are we, we sharing so much data? What are we going to do about that? What are the policies? If you look at Apple um, iPhone 15 now, it's going to use the Type-C charger. Why? Because they have to follow the EU regulations. Mm. So these are regulations going to come into place. For now, AI is in the foundation phase because we're moving to Web3. So where are we mm-hmm. going to have like linked IP addresses? We're going to have the blockchain come into mm. place. So when those things come into place, those things are going to come into place with regulations. If you look at, when you look at Facebook five, six years ago, mm. people that were on Facebook, I can easily get your Facebook account with your email address. Yes. But that's impossible. Your phone number is impossible. Those things are not shared anymore. Yes. So we have data policies that are going to come into play. So AI is not going to make certain um, decisions for us. And we're mm. not going to have AI as a lawyer. It's impossible. The lawyer's yes. job is safe. We're not going to have a robot to perform a surgery on us. Those things are not going to happen. Yes. What AI is going to do is going to impact our uh, lives and our society. So let's say, instead of me spending 200 hours calculating as an accountant, I'll get an AI um, to just do the calculations for me. Yes. Instead of me coming up, sitting and thinking, like, for instance, you have to spend months and months just to come up with content for a blog post. Mm. But now you can have ChatGPT, so suggest for it. It literally you, does it for you. You just got to improve it. your prompting and exactly. get that correct. All right. All right. So that's AI. Let's play a quick voice note. Hi, Rilebukhide and your guest, Mbowi here 
So I'm an entrepreneur, especially in interior design. I use um, AI tools on a daily basis. Um, ChatGPT, now Google has um, introduced um, Google Bard, which is connected to your Gmail and so forth. So I was wondering, what would he advise, especially for entrepreneurs at the moment, which tools should they take advantage of, you know, especially in terms of um, sales? but also businesses of the future, um, which tools should they start thinking about and mastering? Um, which industries will now start to be open up? Thanks a lot. Bye. Ooh, very important question. What would you say to that? Uh, we're still in the testing phase of AI. So you have to make, you have to maximize the use of every tools that you find that you think will help your business. There's no mm. particular tools that I'm going to tell you, you're going to stick to it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, use bad over charge, GBT, use charge, GBT over bad because both companies are looking for profit and they're going to keep improving their technologies. Okay. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we take your calls and your WhatsApp messages and then we speak to the very first African humanoid. 702 Masterclass. And our masterclass for today, we're doing a masterclass on um, AI and humanoid robots. And we've got in studio Abdul Malik Tajan C. Jr., who is Chief Software Engineer, Director and Founder of Africa's School of Technology, the creators of Africa's first humanoid robot. We'll be speaking to it shortly, but very quickly, we take your calls. 011-883-0702 in the WhatsApp line, 072-702-1702. We have Sajid from Johannesburg. Hi, Sajid. How are you, man? Good, thanks. And you? Good, thanks. Kwan, to you and to your guest. Welcome to your guest. Good job. Um, I just want to know, uh, I'm actually a disabled person. I'm actually a blind person. And... Um, is there a way we can invent a robot that can help uh, blind people or mm. disabled people um, as there is a market uh, or, or a requirement uh, for a market like that? Uh, in terms of, um, say, for example, if you build a robot that can describe uh, a blind person if he walks into a room uh, or his surroundings, or maybe help him to, like, if, if he tells me my laptop is on the dining table, for example, I can instruct the robot, go bring it for me, for example, mm. or bring me a glass of water, or whatever they can. Or maybe even take the robot into uh, a shopping mall, for example. Uh, can help, um, which can help people to do their grocery shop. All right, and uh, your line was just getting a bit bad towards the end, Sajid, but I think that's a brilliant question. So are we at a place yet or without the resources part? Let's assume that money is is not an issue where a humanoid can be there for somebody who is blind, like Sajid has said, and can assist them in their day-to-day tasks. Well, Sajid just asked a beautiful questions, And then, like I said, I love three things. It's God, humanity, and technology. And I've actually bought a smart eyeglasses for blind people. What? Yeah. Um, so the direction that a person's looking in, it will tell tell you what? So I've built a glasses. So mm-hmm. what the glasses does is if you're blind and then you come in, the glasses will tell Sajid that, you know what? Um, Muhammad is coming. 
And then if Sajid goes to the kitchen wearing the glasses, that's a knife, that's an apple, that's a banana. And then Sajid can get the glasses and read the book, like, just like human. So I have it finished, completed, but then we're just waiting for the disability month to launch it. But it's done for my research and development side. That first. is amazing. So, yeah. So, yeah, I've built it already. I have it ready. So, Sajid, like, we can add a robot into that. Where yes. You can use a command prompt to tell a robot what to do. But, like I said, we have limitations based on resources. Our yes. leaders need to come into the party and support our skills and talent so we can meet. Is, are we ready to speak? We need a Wi-Fi. All right. We are just about to do the connecting so that we can speak to um the robot does the robot have a name nope it doesn't have a name the robot is looking for a name the robot is looking for a name yeah okay so at some point it will get a name but for now we speak to it as activate robot activate robot activate robot and then once we do once we say activate robot we can start engage and have a conversation with it exactly does robot have a gender you relax the robot probably be with us. Okay, 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 perfect. Let me know once we're ready. All right, in a moment, let's take a quick break. 702 Masterclass. Four minutes to two o'clock and are on our masterclass for today. We are talking AI and humanoid robots and we are with South Africa's very first or Africa's very first built humanoid robot. Our guest for today's chief software engineer, director and founder of Africa School of Technology and uh, Abdul Malik Tajansi Jr. Abdul, a little birdie told me that something interesting about you. Why do you look worried? I'm always right because people don't really say good things about people like us. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Oh. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Yes, thank you. Happy birthday, dear Abdul. Happy birthday to you. I thought the robot was going to say it. You. Yeah, I was born today. 30 years old and you've built a humanoid robot. 30 years old today. That is absolutely insane. Thank so happy you. birthday to you. And I'm Thank glad that you chose to share it with us today. All right. Are we ready? The Wi-Fi is ready. Then we are. We are ready. Okay. So I just say activate robot. Yeah. So just say robot and then the robot will be activated. Robot. Robot. Are we nearly there? It will say as soon as he heard you, he will tell you. Robot? Is it not able to hear me from being on the other side of the room? So I think maybe do it on your side because maybe I'm far away. Okay, okay, we can do that. Robot? We had you and then he said if I'm How 15... How can I help you? Oh! <laughs> What's your name? My name is John. You sound like a lady. Are you a lady? You have to say robot. Oh, so every time, do I need to prompt it every time with robot? Okay. Robot, are you a lady? You have to first say it. So this is how AI comes in. You have to first call his name. So I say, oh, okay, I understand. So every time I I have to say, it's similar to how Siri operates. Exactly. Robot.
Is it activated? It's activated. Okay, so the, so just to clarify, it won't report it's activated. It won't the moment I say robot, it will then be activated and I go, okay, let's try this again. Robot. Are you a lady? Robot? All right, so this is what we're going to do. So that all of you can get a great experience of the humanoid is that we're definitely going to post something because it is almost our time to head over to news and we'll be able to share with you so that you can get a full demo experience. And I just think logistically with where I'm sitting, it might not be as easy as what it would usually be. And then you'll also be able to see.